Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of The Mistletoe Secret. I am a living, breathing graphic on a Christmas card, Trey Plutnicki. And I am the businessman who will steal all of your ideas and cheat on his wife, Daniel Kunkel. We're back watching movies, you know, we, yes. we're starting 2016. I'm feeling a renewed start at my second chance at life. <laughs> uh, in terms of, uh, and we're, I'm, I feel like I'm entering 2016 with a with a positive spin on 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 what's to come. 2015, we got bogged down towards the end. Reminiscing last episode, I felt like th- there were bangers in the beginning, and then it sort of petered out. Absolutely. This I didn't mind. I and and I mean maybe it's the fact that like we we took a break. Because yes. like when we, when we take a break and we do these like recap episodes, I'm like, I feel like, oh, how refreshing. It's nice to just hear my own voice instead of hearing Candace Cameron Burr and Lacey Chabert's <laughs> voice in, in each ear. You know, do yes. you feel the same way? I do feel the same way. Absolutely. I listened to a podcast that kind of changed. I'm trying to let it change my perspective a little bit, particularly okay. with this project. OK, um, it's a very good podcast. It's called We Can Do Hard Things with Glennon Doyle. Um, and it's a, it's essentially an interview podcast aimed at um, just a lot of uh, psychology sort of things. And so on this episode, she had she had Dr. Lori Santos, who she's the woman who made that course on the psychology of happiness at Yale. That's like their most popular course. Oh, ever. it's the one that's free. You yeah, can take the it one on free. Coursera. Yes. yes. Yeah. In this, she talks about how. The reason some people don't feel happiness is because they're always holding out for something better. Mm. You know, so so her argument was basically that we are constantly in a state of disappointment because we think that something's better going to something better is going to come along. And Mm. that like the Stoics, if you just take a step back and acknowledge where you are and realize the happiness of where you are. You'll be happier. So she gives the example of like the first time, like if you're a parent, the first time you hear your kids say mama, it's amazing, right? It's this incredible moment. And then after like 400 times, you're like, yeah, whatever, you know, or saying (laughs) I love you to a partner. The first time Uh is a big deal. The thousandth time as you give them a kiss out the door is whatever. But if you wake up in the morning and you're like, this might be the last time I get to say it. Mm. Suddenly you can give that significance and therefore that happiness over and over again. So if I just develop essentially Stockholm syndrome with these movies <laughs> and I accept that, look, mm. they're probably never going to get better. I will then experience happiness. That's that's fascinating. And, you know, I mean, when I turn on a Hallmark movie, I think at this point I've already preconditioned myself to know that it's going to like I've already set myself up like this thing is going to be bad. Absolutely. You know, so I, I always welcome a pleasant surprise. Uh, but that that opening of presentness, I think, is something that we can really hold on to in. It, right. Because I'm like, look, it's a Hallmark movie. It's got Lacey Chabert yeah. in it. We're not going to be breaking any boundaries. Here. Mm-hmm. Why it's am 2016. I put, and it's not exactly it's 2016. And it's not fair of us. We've been unfair to the movies, constantly expecting better. When mathematically, we know I, I had our good friend Alyssa Samuelson in town with us this weekend, uh, this past weekend, and um, I was talking to her about this because she loves Hallmark movies. We literally like we went to see a show 
and had to leave her at our house for a bit. And I was like, oh, I got the Hallmark channel. I got the Hallmark now on the TV. And she's like, that's all I'm. Okay, great. I'm just going to do that. <laughs> I'll just watch Hallmark. Movies. I, I, and I, was, I can't like, even imagine uh, no. that. And I, yeah. was like, I was like, Trey and I have watched like 80 plus movies. She's like, that's more than me. And I've been watching these movies my whole life. Let's go. And I was like, <laughs> I think at this point, Liz, I think at this point, we've watched more than anyone else. So I got a question from uh, someone, one of my coworkers. Oh, great. Because uh, they remembered a, uh, coworkers uh, before in my job in Vermont. And they asked, what is the most popular Hallmark Christmas movie? And I don't know if Alyssa had any insight on this, like if she had a favorite one that she liked. But I, I have hesitated to answer that because I don't think there is one. I think no. there are movies that like that are zeitgeisty, um, like the first Hallmark movie that featured a gay couple, the first Hallmark movie that featured like a, a black lead. Yeah. But they aren't I don't think they're the most popular I think they just were the the I guess flavor of the month. I don't know. Yeah, um, it was interesting because it was unique, right? So, and there's popular actresses, but I wouldn't say that there was a popular movie. Do do you have any answer for that? People kind of are like, "Oh, there's this movie," but there's no like evidence given. There's no because no, I'm trying well, to find out like viewership. I'm like. I don't care about the this or the that or whatever. Like literally how many what's the most watched one? That's like what Hallmark does best is they're all the same. So you can just turn it on and you get the same thing and you know where you are in the movie and yada, yada, yada. I, yeah. like, I don't think there is a most popular. I don't, I don't think, think that so. exists. No, I, I don't there's think the most so. Like there's not one that everybody's like, oh, you have to have seen. Like what's the most no. popular Marvel movie? Yeah, it's not like, oh, you, well, you got to see Ragnarok at least or you got to right. see Winter Soldier. Like there's nothing right. like that. I would say, I mean, there's a couple that have spun off into franchises that it's like obviously – Something about that clicked with people. So like this year, uh, near the end of this year, I think our second, yeah, our second to last movie this year is When Calls the Heart Christmas, which that is then, but that's been spun out into a TV show that is still ongoing to this oh, day. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Okay. That's like, that's <laughs> been spun off. Um, I mean, there's obviously like, like Debbie Macomb Bear's stuff. Yeah. All um, of Debbie's stuff. All of, um... I, yeah, I think it's interesting the ones that get a sequel because I'm cu I'm curious. I'm like, what was it about North Pole that was like this needs a sequel? I mean, I agreed. I was like, oh, of course it needs a sequel. I have to know more about about this thirteen uh, hundred year old uh, girl. <laughs> it's, um, just, it's yeah, it's interesting. It's an interesting question. I don't yeah. think. I mean, we've obviously talked constantly about our top ten, but that doesn't; those are not the most popular by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, I don't. I, I wouldn't say Window Wonderland is is on the tip of everybody's tongue when they think about a Hallmark Christmas movie. No, and you weirdly know? enough, it's also it's not the one. If someone was like, "I want to get into Hallmark," I wouldn't tell them to watch that one because everything after that would it just would be, be a downhill. Yeah, know? it would just be sad. Nothing else has really come close to scratching that uh, itch for us. Maybe I'll come back. Maybe I'll give her that answer. I think yeah. that answer is is probably it, like if she was asking me most popular, but like my favorite is that, yeah. yeah. Who my knows? favorite is this. How long has it been since Window Wonderland? It's been uh, it's been years, Daniel. It's been years. It's been years. Um, okay, let's jump into it. Yeah, Lacey Chabert in A Wish for Christmas. Mm -hmm. Like a wish, I have a, a wish fulfillment Christmas. <laughs> am I right, ladies? I have a review. Okay. 
one out of ten. <laughs> really, really bad movie. Christmas? <laughs> what is the Christmas message here? It's okay to be humiliated and then humiliated again and plus grateful to be humiliated? This movie is a disgrace for female first and then for men as well. I can't believe someone approved this to be on TV or anywhere. Why would anyone want to show this to their family? Okay, okay. Um okay, okay. 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 So, A Wish for Christmas. We read it last episode we read what this movie was about and I I will say I was excited. When we yes. ever whenever we have like a new magical artifact to to plug into the HCU, I'm like 10 out of 10. This movie stars Lacey Chabert as is her name as her name is her name Sarah yes it's Sarah and then uh Peter Paul Green as Peter uh who is um Lacey Chabert's boss yeah Lacey Chabert here's a bit of trivia about A Wish for Christmas was seven months pregnant in this film I didn't know she was that pregnant damn seven months pregnant wow Um, that's incredible I, I know. And for me, like, no, having been on like a film set. Yeah. Those hours with a at seven months pregnant. Absolutely. I, not. I would not put that. I would not do that to myself. I would but good for her for making it work. Yeah. You know? Good for her. That's incredible. Um, so <laughs> seven months pregnant. And then the other thing that I was uh, that I said to Cecilia, I was like, you know, we're actors. Yeah. Uh. I have seen Cecilia kiss someone else on stage before, and she has seen me kiss someone else on stage before. Yeah. And it's and not weird. You're jealous. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, it's not no, weird. It's not, no, it's a totally not weird. <laughs> and, and it's not weird. It's no. not weird to me. It's it's like, it's just our job. Once you're out of high school, that's not weird. But if the person I was playing opposite of was visibly pregnant, I would feel a little weird. I think I would feel really? a little weird about like being romantically involved with someone like that. See, I think the romance is so it's so cold in this movie. It feels like a formality at mm. the end when they get together. Oh, interesting. Okay, let's go over let's go over the plot and then we yeah, can dig like, a little deeper. We can see what people think, but like my yeah. for my money, I was like, yeah, I mean, I know they're going to because like of course they are. Yeah. But then it happened and I was like I don't see it. I just don't see it. They seem they seem very friendly to each other. Yeah, they, they, they just seem like good a, they friends. Seem good, good friends. Yeah, yeah. Who okay. go through some some stuff together? So marketing firm. Okay, fade in. S- s- fade in marketing firm. <laughs> uh, it's Christmas. Yeah. Uh, Sarah has this big idea called Christmas three sixty five, which uh, is supposed to. Uh, instill Christmas spirit across the world 365 days a year. So Christmas can never leave, which Daniel, I feel like we've been doing that. We've since, experienced that. We feel like we're doing that. We've been doing that since November 2020. Okay. And let I me feel, tell you, and let me tell you, when I see an honest to God commercial or when like somebody, um, I think it was Instagram, maybe there was some video that was just like, hey, heads up on this real quick. And it was just a video of like, it was like, you just woke up from a nap and you open the door and it's like snowing outside and it's clearly Christmas time. And I was like, man, that still feels good, even though I'm in it 24 seven. 
I don't think I need a website for that, though. I don't I can't imagine most people being like, this is not sustainable. Right. She's like, this is such a good idea. It's going to be great. And when it gets stolen from her in like five minutes into the movie, she's like so pissed off about it, which is like someone stealing your idea is obvious. But this is a bad idea. Right. Like, I, yeah. I mean, I know how I feel recording or, or watching some of these movies in January. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's somehow worse right after Christmas. It's it's horrible. It's it's like it it hurts. So like, I mean, once you're in it, like once you're in Christmas, like you, you I, I know I'm happier watching these movies and recording the show when it's Christmas time, when it is <laughs> like, let's say January 7th. And you send me that text and you're like, hey, when are we recording this week? It is it is painful having to do the Christmas jig in January and February. Christmas 365 is is hurts. That would hurt me for two months out of every year. Bad idea. Also, who's going to like market that? Like who is my understanding of what Sarah is proposing is they're trying to build a Christmas spirit template and infrastructure that celebrates Christmas 300, by the way, horribly Christian centric, like Jesus <laughs> yeah, Christ. Yeah, it's, it's like, like oh, a, imagine really? going to the BMN, B&M photo and, and being like, hey, we got so we got this th Christmas 365 thing going on. The guy who steals it from her, what did, he names it? Was it Holidays 365? Yes. So, yeah, OK, a much so, more <laughs> inclusive name. And so just she better. She has this. So she has this pitch. Uh, she pitches it to her manager. Her manager is like, I don't know where your pitch is. And uh, she's like, uh, let me search your inbox. And he go and she goes, it's right here. It's in the trash. You trashed my pitch. And then he goes, this is terrible. Also, not what I asked for. And I feel like he was kind of right because, I think he was you know, right. yeah. if you're going, I, I mean, he was an asshole about it, but he was right. And he was like, like, if you're going above and beyond, go above and beyond. But you also have to do the thing that your manager, like, asked you to do. Yeah. If your um, boss is like, I give me this, then you go, OK, boss. And then everything else is bonus. But you can't forget the, the essential. So anyway, he's at the Christmas party. It's announced that his idea, Holidays 365, was picked up uh, by the boss who who Paul Green plays. His name, I have already forgotten his name. His name's Peter. Which it's like, I would love for her to come in and be like, you stole my goddamn idea. And then he's like, <laughs> no. So now we can include like Jewish people, you know, like the other major holidays that happen at that time. But doesn't it make sense that our Hallmark villain of this movie <laughs> is someone who pulls christmas out of christmas and says happy holidays hmm? Mm, hmm i don't like that i mean mm. you're right they are the bad guy i don't like mm. that they are <laughs> so that's uh, bad <laughs> so sarah uh lacey chabert sad uh lacey oh. chabert's friend also pretty sad yeah. and angry yeah it's um, hard. that that her manager stole this idea yeah yeah she gets approached by a man in the worst Santa costume I think I've ever seen in a, in a Hallmark film. It this, was pretty bad, right? This costume. Paint the picture. Paint the here. picture. This is this isn't even like someone went out from the costume department and bought a costume. This is like someone found a costume somewhere else at some like small community theater with no budget and was like, this will work. The beard looks two dimensional. 
the beard the, looks <laughs> flat. Yeah, it looks like somebody clip like took scissors to a white piece of construction paper. It's it's pitiful, dude. It's crazy. It looks. <laughs> It looks uh, so shitty. Really bad Santa. <laughs> uh, Santa gives her a present, gives Sarah mm. a present. Um, the present is a card. The card is magic. The card's alive. Yes. The card is is it has breathing <laughs> sort of information on it. It has gears that turn on the card. Very, It's really cool. And I was really excited. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. And, and I was like, what wish is she going to make? And then she, the card has a timer at the bottom of the card that live updates. And it says, once you make your wish, you have 40, 48 hours of wish. And the timer ticks down, <laughs> li- like live, live update on the physical card. Very cool. Daniel, what does Lacey Chabert wish for? Oh, man. Lacey realizes that she can be a little bit of a pushover sometimes. So Lacey's <laughs> big wish is that she would speak her mind more and she'd have more confidence to speak her mind and stand Daniel, up for herself. When I heard when I, when she said this, I was like, this is the same movie as the I'm never going to lie again movie. And I was like, come on. I was so excited about a wish for Christmas. And even Santa was disappointed. Santa was like, are you sure you just don't want a million dollars? And she was like, no, I want to have money or power. Like you can have a giant robot if you want. Like anything. World (laughs) peace. And Lacey was like, I want to be I want to have courage. See, I think and we can go back in the connection. I think this is like I think Santa needs to find people with shitty wishes like this. Because there's not enough Christmas magic for her to no. be like, I want $50 million. There's, yeah, the Aurora Borealis can't handle that burden. Of they're 50 just like, of, I, she's like, I want to undo World War II. And they're, he's like, I literally I, cannot do that. I, I'm so sorry. I, Jesus. I'm I mean, good wish. Like, good wish. Yeah. <laughs> I cannot make that happen, though. Uh, let's define bravery. Okay. Let's define courage. We're very philosophical. This okay. <laughs> yeah. First, let's go to it. Let's do a Google definition of courage. Sure. Okay. Courage definition. Um, courage, the ability to do something that frightens one. Yes. Uh, or the strength in the face of pain or grief. Yeah. Uh, now let's let's do bravery. I imagine we're going to get something similar. A courageous behavior or, or character. Okay. So... I don't think when Santa granted the wish to allow Lacey Chabert to have courage. Yes. That he granted her that wish. Interesting. I I think he granted her a soft truth serum sort of wish. Yeah. It's the same spell from the last movie. Right. Let's uh, can I breeze through the rest of this plot? Because yeah, honestly, just go, like, go for what it. you've go described it. is most of the plot. And it sucks because yeah. it's the first mm, 15 minutes of the movie. <laughs> yeah. The rest of the movie is her just being like, I want my idea to be known. And her boss, Paul Green, who's Peter, is like, absolutely, we're going to go pitch it to somebody. And they try to go pitch it. And then he's gone. So then they have to go and find him. And he's gone from the other place. And then they have to go and find him. And he doesn't want to meet with them anymore, even though he invited them out. 
all the way from Chicago to come and meet with him. Bastard. They try to go meet with him. He doesn't like the pitch. Lacey Chabert goes to his limo and like doesn't break in. She just opens the door and is yeah. like, you're going to listen, buster. Uh, and along the way, Paul Green reconnects with his family and his father. And he doesn't really, though. Lacey Chabert goes and talks with him about the about the Green Bay Packers. And he's like, maybe I should forgive my son. And then she goes and they make some cookies. And then at the end, the dad's like, oh, son, I forgive you. And then her idea gets picked up and everybody loves it. And the permission thing goes through and who cares? And they kiss at the end. And they do a mistletoe kiss. They do do a mistletoe kiss. Yes, there is a good joke in this movie where one of the employees at Lacey Chabert's <laughs> company just keeps hanging up mistletoe and the boss is like, take it down. And he's like, oh, boss, everybody loves everybody it, Everybody loves the mistletoe. Come on. He what walks, am I supposed yeah, to do? This character is introduced wearing a bicycle helmet with mistletoe dangling in front of it, which is like pretty funny. Red flag. I mean, it's funny. Red flag. It, red flag. Red funny. flag, but it's pretty funny. <laughs> like, I wouldn't want to hang out with that guy, but it's pretty no, funny. No, God, no. Yeah. Um, and that's yeah, that's really the movie. So the main plot is really less about it's weird because you'd think, OK, she's telling the truth. She's speaking up for herself. This is obviously going to be about her claiming her power as a woman in the workplace. It's absolutely not. It's about a man learning to talk to his father again. So what's we OK, here's here's what's weird about this wish. Yeah. Right. It's a shitty wish. I mean, it's a, I mean, it's a, the vaguest of wishes. Like, how do you do that? You know, um, and, and the way it functions is it's essentially a truth serum, which is like, that's super like, why would you wish for that one? Like, why would you? It puts her in more holes than it does prop her up. You know, she spends there's there's a montage right like pretty much right after she gets her wish granted yep. of her berating service workers. Yes. <laughs> And it's and it's super funny because it's painted in a really positive light. She she the first service worker she berates is um, the front desk woman, right? The front desk, like the woman, receptionist for the yes. other guy for the other business boy. The re the receptionist for the business boy, um, who the gazillionaire, as yeah. uh, as Peter puts it, and uh. She she berates her and is like, I am meeting with this person if whether you like it or not. And then she's like, OK, whatever. And then uh, she tells them where they are. They go to a rent-a-car place and then she berates the rent-a-car person. And and she like, I'm like, I'm sorry. Like she just, like guilt trips the guy. She's like, look at this kid. You know, you're going to tell her that she can't go home for Christmas. And he's like, all right, one key. That's all I've got, folks. That's it. I don't I don't it's know like, what well, it, what the fuck, uh, man. Because so I just watched she got uh, you've got mail. Oh, yeah. That's a fun little movie. Um, And there's a scene in you've got mail. Yeah. Where. uh. What's her what's her name? Meg Ryan. Meg Ryan doesn't have a credit card and she's standing or uh, she doesn't. She only has a credit card and she's standing in the cash only line. Mm, um, and it's super embarrassing because uh, Tom Hanks is like a couple steps behind her and she's really hoping that Tom Hanks doesn't notice that she's there. And We've it's so there. embarrassing because everybody's yelling at her. Get out of the line. You don't you don't have any cash. You only have a credit card. You need to get out of the line. Tom Hanks <laughs> comes up to the front of the line and is like, puts, listen, 
You, if you got in, a credit sorry, card, an impeccable Tom Hanks yeah. right now. <laughs> Puts, listen, you got a credit card machine right there. Why don't you smile more? And then the cashier smiles and then uses the credit card machine. I was paraphrasing, but that's pretty much how the scene goes. And and every, like essentially the grocery store like applauds, and it's like, I like I'm sorry, like. What what is with these? What is with the filmmakers' idea of like what service workers are willing to go through? If somebody was, if somebody act, I'm getting intense. If somebody acted no, no, like Lacey, going. <laughs> if somebody acted like Lacey Chabert acted in this movie to the service workers, like if I was that receptionist and she was like, I insist. I was like, I don't care. Like it doesn't get me anything to get you in the door. No. If I was, if I was that uh, that rent a car person oh jesus yeah. it would be game, like game over like i'd be like i'm sh- i'm shutting down the store this is my small business i'm going to close early because you looked at me funny like like that's that's how the working world works it's so weird how boomers and older millennials see themselves as the heroes when they give service workers who are either like the owners of businesses and movies or are like clearly making minimum wage they see themselves as the heroes for quote unquote standing up to them yeah and i'm like if if one of my friends talked to somebody the way because it's like look even if it's not a small business like if someone's doing a job they're just trying to do the job like just let him do the damn thing, you know? And in this one, it's constantly rewarded. She gets exactly what she wants. And to go back to your definition of bravery, there's no... Sure, there's a little bit of a risk of punishment. The one time there's a risk of punishment, though, she's like, oh, man. And then, like, five minutes later, they're like, he was ri- he loved your gumption, actually. <laughs> Old people love gumption. And I think they just mean they love when people are rude. Not to them, but they love watching people be rude to other people. Yeah. Or being rude to people themselves. It's like some weird fantasy they have. It's a weird power trip thing that it's like, I don't think, I don't think any, I've never met someone in our generation who gets that and feels the same way. It is like, I'm going to go show this fucking service worker at McDonald's what's what, because he only gave me eight chicken nuggets instead of my nine. And it's Um, unprofessional. I want to say... I'm really upset. Okay. That there were two business boys in this movie. Yeah. Because we missed the coveted 69 business boys. Yeah. And we have 70. So. I'm sorry. Uh, this is the last episode of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be so funny if we just came back one year and we're like, we only want to do one more of these actually. We're, we're done. <laughs> so can we, uh, I, that's the movie. Can we move on? Let's talk about this wish. Yeah. Yeah. Courage and bravery is the wish that is asked. Yeah. She gets this soft truth serum. Yeah. Here's here's what I'm spinning, okay? All if right. you would allow me to spin. The day I don't let you spin <laughs> is truly the day the podcast is over. <laughs> <laughs> I think because we have established that this is a budget bin Santa. Yes. What's like what's our idea of what that looks like? Like how do we get a tiered Santa? You know, because we have like the Ohio region Santa. I feel like the Chicago region Santa can't be that guy, you know? Yeah, I don't know who this Santa belongs to. I feel like the Santa. OK, so in, in our business, there's this thing called a vacation swing. 
Yeah. Uh, for Broadway shows where you could be anywhere in the United States pretty much that you want. So long as you can get to the theater that you were the vacation swing at within 24 hours or something like that. Yeah. Um, it's different for every show. What if this Santa is the vacation swing for... Oh. Not to say... Okay, this... Okay, hold on. Before, before you all come at me saying that vacation swings are budget bin, bargain bin versions... This is not, it's a, it's a false equivalency in that regard, but what if this is the Santa that they call in when the other Santa is not, I feel like I've dug myself a hole here. I'm not saying no, what no, I no, just. I think people get what you're okay, saying. Okay, you get it? Yeah, you get it? I, I get what you're saying at least. I feel like this I, is the Santa they call in. I think we've more than proven ourselves an ally of the working <laughs> class. <laughs> I, I feel like this is the Santa that they call in when the other Santa has like a. I mean, he. He meeting. can just be the male Santa. The <laughs> like he doesn't do Santa shit. He just delivers mail. <laughs> he delivers the letters and then. Yeah. He... Okay, so. And so I think literally, you're, you're... Like, I think he doesn't have to wear a Santa uniform like 364 days out of the year. It's just like every once in a while they're like, he has to deliver hey, the mail. You USPS Santa, can you please go <laughs> and can you drop off his letter? And he's like. <laughs> I left my I don't have my uniform though and they're like just grab one out of the bin man like it doesn't matter I okay I like this I like male Santa that's what I think he's got I think that's who he is I think he's male Santa okay I M -A love M -A M A I L M A I L Santa yes I love male Santa I love USPS Santa I love DHL Santa I love UPS Santa I love FedEx Santa I was gonna say FedEx yeah Name three more. I named three. Uh, Amazon Santa. Okay. That's counting as individual. That's a stretch. Independent. Stretch. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, uh, Raven male Santa. Um, no idea what that is. But they just I, like it's just I'll the people you. who would used to deliver mail by ravens. Um, and <laughs> like pigeons. Like pigeons. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, that's a good. Yeah, and uh, like carrier pigeons in World War One. Santa. Okay. That's a cool fucking movie, actually. That would, a carrier war pigeon, pigeon Santa. Santa. And a it's war like, pigeon Santa. He's got to like send the Christmas mail over the trenches, <laughs> and he's got like a red. He's got one of like the tin helmets, but it's like red, so he could be seen and shot out of the sky easier. Instead which makes of it well, all instead the dangerous. of the human, of course, because he can take like. Can Santa take a bullet? Uh, I'm gonna Google that, <laughs> uh, and let's just see what comes up. Can Santa? <laughs> take he can take a missile we know he can take a bullet. missile yeah we know he can be shot at it can santa take a bullet uh the first thing that came up is a youtube video santa claus shot with a pellet gun toy oh he can survive a, i mean you can survive a pellet gun toy that's not a that's not a real question uh what kind of weapon would santa use i'm talking what calibers can santa survive up to are we going like five five six or does he go all the way up to like a 50 cal round he can just like the magic absorbs it. I think Santa would have to take a bullet. Would have right. to be able to be shot. Because, I mean, think about what kind of uh, condition Santa is entering in the United States of America. You Everybody's know? house uh, he's breaking into has got a damn gun. Right. Like, so, so he, yeah. And I, when I Googled, can Santa Claus take a bullet? Uh, <laughs> I, he said, <laughs> I, I said, Cecilia as, walks as Cecilia in. just walks in. Uh, <laughs> 
uh, I see a question saying, what kind of crimes does Santa commit? And it's trespassing. It's intrusion. It's burglary. It's like... Fraud, Santa Claus is, yeah. Uh, why would you argue? Yeah, argue Wait, no, fraud. I think the, no, sorry. I think the parents <laughs> commit fraud against Santa. Gotcha. Okay. Um, okay. Fraud. So, I mean, he, I mean, driving without a license, clearly. Sure. Uh, failure to present passport. He does not present proper identification yeah, papers he doesn't to enter even, any yeah. of the countries he enters. I don't think and borders there are really a variety of countries Santa. have very complicated entry procedures. Japan comes to mind, of course. They've yeah. got very stringent rules about what you have to carry as a foreigner. Mm. I mean, some toys, there's like import laws. Like there are laws about what you can import into a country and what you have to declare at, at borders. I think he supersedes any national law. We're going straight to the International Criminal, criminal, criminal Court. <laughs> Okay. But that's... <laughs> hold on now. Hold on. But that's okay. the workaround for having a different Santa per each region. Right. I mean, all, I think we... Mo- like, all North... All New York Santa's violating is New York laws. That's right. it. I, th- I think we... Yeah. I think we have a pretty... I don't think international law applies to Santa because there's enough Santas in different regions of the world. Right? Do you think, Would like, you scientists who are, like, on, on Antarctica get presents in Antarctica from Santa? Or do they get dropped off at their homes? You're going to have to say that one more time. Cecilia was miming some Kung Pao chicken right in my That's face. <laughs> when, like, scientists go to, oh, no, here's a good one. The International Space Station. Does Santa deliver to the ISS? Does? Okay. Well, I mean, Google, Google. helps out for this first one. Can it does? <laughs> Does Santa Welcome to the all Google episode? Yeah, does Santa Claus exist? Okay. 2016, does we're it... done making shit up. We're just going to Google it. Number <laughs> two know. is does Santa have a dog, which obviously we know. Does Santa deliver Does Santa have a dog? To the There's a whole children's book franchise about his dog. He's big and he's red and he goes on adventures in San Francisco. <laughs> we should just do a Santa uh, like an ask and answered Santa question asked and answered Santa question related <laughs> episode. Do you think that would be fun? I think that'd be funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, maybe we'll do that next. We could do that for, I'm because I'm leaving the country soon. Yeah. So, Trey's leaving. December God 24th. Knows what medical disasters will occur when he leaves the country. <laughs> we see what happens when he leaves states. <laughs> Jesus. Santa Claus visits astronauts at International Space Station during trip around the world. This is December 24th, 2020. He, he made a appearance at um, the ISS. So yes, he delivers to the ISS. Damn. Boom. Google, thank you. Thank you, Google. That's got to um, be illegal, huh? Okay, let's let's talk about the Hallmark Cinematic Universe. What have we been doing up to this point? <laughs> what do you what you call what I we've mean, been doing? I, I guess I guess Santa can Santa take a bullet? Can. Uh, Santa oh. can take a bullet. So, Cannon. okay, so my further question though, I mean cuz there's not just like one kind of bullet. There's like lots of different kinds of bullets. I think Santa can take any bullet. Any bullet without any. so is he is are you seeing him more as a Wolverine type where he like takes it and he's like healing in the moment or is this more of like a he gets hit he has to like go lie down for a little bit? I think it's like I think it's like a punch to him. It's like a punch to him. Yeah, so it's like bulletproof skin, but obviously like you're not like the the force that that does to a person is gonna hurt. Depleted uranium rounds. What do you think those do to Santa? What do you think? What do you think shooting depleted uranium rounds at him does? I think I think Santa's, but just generally bulletproof. Just bulletproof. But All right. The same so they way just that, bounce off of him. Yeah, but in the same Superman, way that, like, if gotcha. you shot someone, if you shot someone with, because I don't think Santa's invincible. 
no. as we as we know from the Santa incident. Yeah. Um, when they shot him out of the sky, he was in bad shape. But I think if you shoot it, like the way you shoot at someone who has a bulletproof vest, mm, the way okay. that they feel, they feel that impact. Yeah. Santa's going to feel that impact. It's just not going to penetrate. Santa seems more like a super soldier than a supernatural thing. He seems more like Master Chief, you know? Yeah. Santa can definitely has a 45 mile per hour sprint. Yeah. You definitely see you could you you could be walking down a one you could be like driving down a one lane highway and Santa could be running, Santa, what running are you beside doing? you finishing this delivery. <laughs> hey, can you? That would be so scary. It's like Dude, a bear. If, Santa spr- if anyone sprinted at me going forty five miles an it's hour, terrifying. I would scream. But if it was Pass- a big dude in a Santa yeah. costume, the oh little ball of the hats like jangling behind him, and he's like. That'd be so like sick, T2, though. Like the, the, the cop in Terminator 2 yeah. running at you. Oh, Terrifying. that'd be so cool. That'd be so cool. I got excited thinking about that. So how does this wish thing connect to the HCU at large? Yeah, I would love to. I would love to talk. So I love UP. I love USPS Santa. Yeah, that's, that's good. That's 10 out of 10. Okay. Male Santa. 10 out of 10 theory. Male Santa takes the wish, delivers it to the North Pole. It's yep. processed in the North Pole because that's the only way that the wish can be granted. Obviously, of there's course. not there's not going to be enough power to just grant the wish on the spot right there. No. Um, I mean, if you were in Canaan, maybe they could kind of right. just like, ah, oh, just go fuel up real quick and got yeah. it. But <laughs> not in the godless landscape of Chicago where no. I think this movie takes place. <laughs> yeah, it does. It does it, well, it yeah. takes place. It ta- I, the wish takes place in Chicago. The, she the, wishes the in movie Chicago. takes place in Seattle. Yeah. yeah. Or like the the rural parts of Seattle with the yeah. with a ski slope or whatever. Um, so one connection that's showing out with me with right there, Seattle. Seattle is where um, Molly's dad is. Okay. Do you think this guy works with uh, with the Molly's dad from he the seems bridge? To, he seems to be like one of the ultimate business boys. So I'm going to say that this guy works for Molly's dad. Awesome. It, easy. He's on the easy connection. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's on. Yeah. He's on the council. Isn't it of- funny that? The- <laughs> The ultimate business boys yeah isn't it sure. funny that the business boys have a council but santa and his crew have a board would you like to change the name no i mean board of correctors is what it is canon. or can't or, or like as a, their council i just think it's funny it's it's an intro it feels kind of like santa and his cronies are like look to defeat capitalism we got to think like capitalism so they create a board they create a board and the business boys the okay of facebook to, to <laughs> so and then the business boys are like so in order to defeat santa we gotta think think like santa so we have created the commune of business boys <laughs> we have created the, they haven't realized that santa hasn't used a commune structure in years he's evolved to like super soldier levels now yeah in the mistletoe labs deep in the north pole <laughs> The S gene, the yes. S gene has has, has created has created a, a monster within Santa. We are like knocking on Warhammer 40k's door right now. We are like, hello, can we come war? in? Get in terms of our war, hey, can we come in real quick? Do you want to know what we're watching next week? Yeah, let's. What are we watching next week? Next week is kind of exciting. I'm kind of curious, okay. mostly because of the title. The title is the Mistletoe Promise. Ooh. ooh well ooh and also ew <laughs> ew that's our thing though ew uh okay what's give me give me a mistletoe promise we've got a new author entering the hallmark universe richard paul evans 
So, okay. (laughs) Two strangers who don't enjoy Christmas meet at work and to avoid being lonely during the holidays, make a pact to deal with the holiday events together. But as they get to know each other, they are begin. They are able. Jesus, the worst worded sentence ever. But as they get to know each other, they are able to begin enjoying Christmas. They soon realize that their contract may lead them down a road that neither expected, resulting in questionable feelings. Uh, you know, are you excited about this? No. Why? <laughs> no, dude. This looks like it was made for forty dollars. Yeah. Uh, here, let me let me see if I could find it. Let me see if I could tease a review. Uh, this looks like it was made for forty dollars. Do you want me to write that in a review? Right. Oh, <laughs> why have we not been leaving reviews? Hold we're on, better. Daniel. We're better than that because we're, we we're better way better. That. We're way better than that. We have we have more useful things to do with our time than write a, paragraphs in a in an IMDb review section. Um, my name is Trey Plutnicki. Oh wait, I haven't done my. Outro. You haven't done anything. Uh, what am I, you what said am I you were going to find a review. What the fuck are you uh, doing? Well, I found a. Uh, I found a five star review, and you could leave a five star review on Apple Podcasts. Okay, wait. I found a review to read. Can I read it real okay. quick? Sure. Seven out of ten. Who is she? Exclamation mark. The extras in this movie were truly all caps, making the most out of their screen time. But this one lady in particular could be seen in the background at almost every single scene that took place at the mall. Lady with a plaid <laughs> coat and a black hat. You're a star. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when I was when I did uh, I did a Broadway, I was an extra for a Broadway show episode of of season four of Mrs. Maisel, hmm. and they put me everywhere. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I don't think the continuity is going to work out on this one because I'm in a lot of these shots and I am <laughs> omnipresent in this Broadway theater. Like I'm I'm coming in the door, I'm in the front row of the of like the stairs, I'm on the balcony, I'm entering the orchestra and exiting the balcony like you're it's the a ghost of i am the, the ghost of, i'm the ghost of the theater canon boom canon ms mazel is now in the hcu <laughs> done done uh you can leave a five-star review on apple podcasts and it'll really help us out if you left a review the same way that these imdb trolls leave reviews on hallmark movies you can also visit our website www.mistletoesecret.com and fill out the form at the bottom of the page if you have any uh theories that uh, you would like to spin and have a spin on the pod you can also follow us on twitter at hcu secret on twitter.com or you can leave us an email at mistletoesecret at gmail.com do you have anything else to say? Nope, I've got nothing new to add. My name is Trey Flutnicky. My name is Daniel Kunkel. And I'm reminding you to stay jingling and stay jolly. Thank you for listening.